0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the Bob Jane T-marts tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, hello. Welcome to uh, Off the Bench. Uh, hello, Scotty Sattler. How are you, mate? I'm good, Jace. Uh, really, really good. Uh, I'm even better this week
1: because uh, one of my second loves, of course, is the NFL. And it,
0: I love it started
1: this weekend,
0: so I'm, uh, I'm really, really happy. I'm yeah, looking forward to that. So, um, I might need some excuses on oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. And what sort of sickie I can chuck on Monday mm. so I can watch NFL back to back. it starts it starts at three a.m. Mm. and my Cowboys, the mighty America's team, Australia's team, uh, is playing at like twenty past ten on Monday morning. God, we've got to work. That's just uh, that's not good. Hey, um, Thursday night football. Geez, the Rabbits started well. We'll get to that. But then, geez, they finished badly, didn't they?
1: They did. They uh, they were con- controlling the game. And unfortunately, what they did is they took their foot off the throttle, Jason. They allowed the West Tigers. They gave away a penalty. They dropped the ball. And they didn't touch the ball for about another five, six, seven minutes and allowed the West Tigers to slowly just uh, edge their way up the field and get into really good attacking positions. Benji Marshall was outstanding again other than the last two or three minutes when he came up with the decision. He rolled the dice and it didn't work for the... For the West Tigers, the images of him after the game, consoling himself because of the decision that he made, which uh, put his side behind the eight ball and possibly come up with a victory, is is pretty hard to watch. But uh, we all go through it as sportsmen and women. Uh, but it was a good game. It was a it was a Thursday night thriller in the end because uh, the West Tigers were doing their best to to upset another top eight side, and um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Fortunately enough for them, they just had enough at the start of the game to. To win by two points.
0: Yeah, it was uh, good to see. We'll talk about that game real soon. Um, The Dragons have a new coach. We'll get that soon. Uh, The Broncos don't. But we'll talk about whether if it's not just the Broncos needing a coach, whether they need some other, um, I guess, other personnel at the club to to change as well. So we'll talk about that. And what we're going to do today as well, Mm -hmm. we're going to compare NFL teams... With NRL teams. So okay. if you follow a certain team, we might help you with the NFL season kicking off this weekend. It we might help you actually have an NFL team, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I like it. No, no. You, 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 there's only one team to support, and they call themselves the Cheeseheads. You are a Cheesehead. The I, wanna, I won't you disagree che- with that. The Packers. Why would you support the Packers? They I play, love their story. Yeah, but they play in minus 50 degree conditions. Mm. It's snowing. But tell you what, it's, um, that, that oval of theirs, that field of theirs, I should say, is packed out. Lambo. Lambo with, with 50,000 supporters every home Do game. you know what? I, and my, the town's only about a quarter of a million people. Yeah. I, uh,
1: my brother-in-law lives in Chicago. Yeah, right. And he's a mad Chicago Bears fan. And, and the Packers and the Bears hate each other. Great rivalry. Anyway, when I went over there for one time to visit him with my wife, I rang Green Bay, which is about five hours away. And I said, hi, I'm just over. I said, g'day. I'm just over from ah, Australia. Yeah, yeah great. Um, I wanted to know how I can purchase tickets. The lady on the other end of the phone laughed at me, and I said, mm. "I'm sorry, did I miss something?"
0: She said, "There's a five-year waiting list." Jeez! <laughs> oh, I thought she laughed at you because you said "g'day", G'day. and I'm from Australia. Mm. Because how many Americans would ring him say "g'day"? Yeah, true. None, none. Mm. Anyway, let's get to this
2: time I'm on I'm off the, the bench way. to look back on the news of the week.
0: Uh, we had that um, video emerge about midweek about Curtis Scott from the Canberra Raiders. Um, he won't be facing any charges. Um, I, gee, I had a look at it this morning, actually, and and yeah, not good. But it's not good. It, but but uh, uh, yeah, it, it's look. You've got a view on it. I have. I have. Well,
1: what is it? Well, first and foremost, from a from a club point of view, which is totally irrelevant at the moment, they would have made their sanctions, whatever sanctions for being drunken and and. and um, in a public place, whatever it may be, they can handle handle that. But we' we're, we're all looking at this from a um, from whether the authorities themselves were out of line legal point of view. Yeah, um, the magistrate threw it out throughout the week, saying it was a uh, it was an unlawful um, arrest.
0: And she said, "I can't bear to look at the footage anymore."
1: Yeah, uh, each to their own, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, if you put yourselves in the eyes of the police officers, now I'm not saying what they did is right okay I think they I think they did go overboard absolutely um, yes, you can't handcuff unless you've um, arrested someone but you can if you feel as though that they may endanger themselves or others around them uh, so when you look at the footage yeah it is quite distressing Jace but also when you look at through the eyes of the police you don't know whether he's just intoxicated whether he's under the influence of drugs uh, I'm pretty sure that all of them wouldn't have known it was Curtis Scott. There may have been someone there that may have recognised it was Curtis Scott. not quite sure. No, I I doubt doubt it. it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, Otherwise, they
0: would have said his name.
1: So in saying that, um, you don't know what he's under the influence of. And so they have got to protect themselves as well. The tasering and the the pepper spray, probably a little bit too far. A bit excessive? Probably a little bit excessive. Um, He wasn't doing what he was told, Mm. but he was incoherent as well. Yeah, he was so there are arguments for and against I'm, listen I'm not I do question the use of the of the uh, the pepper spray and the, and the taser. I don't have a problem with the handcuffs again because you don't know what he's under the influence of you don't know whether he's going to lash out at the last moment so to control the situation sometimes you, you've got to take those measures so um, but all in all um, he's got the decision that he was always always hoping and planning to receive when he had his day in court. And uh, Ricky Stewart, when we interviewed him at the start of the season when this all happened in in February, March, he was confident after viewing the footage that Curtis Scott would have nothing to worry about. The integrity unit... Yeah, I was going to say. Well, the integrity unit have a lot of investigative skill. A lot of ex-New South Wales police and detectives that are very handy and, and know their way around a brief. They would have looked at that and looked at the footage and hence why they probably let him play because they would have felt as though that eventually when this comes to the light of day
0: that that would fall in favour of Curtis Scott. And that's why that's happened. That poor bugger, though, would have went to bed a lot between that time when when that arrest happened to this week, mm. still not knowing. You just don't know, right, until Absolutely. you get that result. And I, I think that was unwarranted because when you see the footage, there is no way he should have been. Well, Brendan Smith, his former teammate at the Melbourne Storm, has
1: come out publicly and said... Yeah, there's a lot of damage that's been done here professionally as well. There are a lot of clubs that probably would have thought through a perception that exactly, yeah. do we entertain signing Curtis Scott or do we stay away from him? Because there's this perception that he's all he's, all he worries about is himself off the field and and extracurricular activities.
0: And he hasn't been his best on the field either. He hasn't. He hasn't. And, and there's no doubt that this has been playing on his mind. So hopefully, hopefully, well, now that it's all come all out. All you've got sucks. to do is take about 10% of a player's
1: regular preparation away from them yeah. and they won't be able to play at the same capacity that you're used to seeing him play now. Yeah. At the age of 2021, 20, winning, winning a premiership with Melbourne in 2017, he's being touted as a state of origin centre. Yeah, He now can't make a first
0: grade side. Yeah, it's incredible. So something psychological yeah. has affected that. It's not physical, no. it's emotional. Yeah, well, I hope... I hope now that it's it, that weight is off his shoulders, that he can go back to being the player mm. uh, that he was, and um, he can sleep better at night. Yes yeah. that's, that's where it all starts. Mm. Hey, what about one of the good guys of uh, rugby league? I call him Andy Griffin. Uh, you guy, uh, Andy Griffiths, you call him um, Hook, Hook uh, but his name's Anthony Griffin. He's mm. now the coach. Of St George Illawarra from next year, two year deal that he penned, and the club have an auction for three. I like that. Mm. I like that. So if he's performing well, hey, listen, we'll give you, we'll give you another year. It's there if it, there if you want it. You like the idea of him uh, being the head coach? Well,
1: I like the idea of him being back in rugby league. Uh, he's a very good recruiter of young talent,
0: and it's something what makes him good. Sats.
1: He just has this eye for talent. He doesn't look at the x's and o's, and he looks at attributes. He he will look at players that he will look at players that uh, a lot of clubs probably don't look at. He he doesn't look at representative sides like he won't think that the that the uh, the harvesting will come from the Australian schoolboys, for example. He'll go and look at a lot of the lower tier games where you might find a gem. Mm. He's he's been renowned for it. We served a lot of years as the Melbourne Storm as part of their recruitment and development team, um, and Cameron Cameron Smith was one of the He was an Australian schoolboy, but a lot of people thought that, especially the Brisbane Broncos, thought that Cam Smith wouldn't go any further than Australian schoolboy footy. He probably might be a really good, he might play first grade or he might just play second-tier rugby league. Mm. Anthony Griffin was the one that convinced the Melbourne Storm that they need to take a pun on this kid because he's got something that no one else has got, and that's composure, composure in big moments. And he was so resilient as well. So he's been able to identify talent. And I'm not using Cameron Smith as an example. I, I think he would. Have, I think there would have been a club that would have taken a pun on him anyway. Not the Broncos. Yeah, but there's there's other players that he's that he has found that a lot of other clubs wouldn't. And that's what the Dragons need. They need a a really astute recruiter, and de- more importantly, a developer of young players, which he's been great at. So the two years make sense because if he doesn't work out, and I hope that he does, and I think that he will. If he doesn't work out after two years, they're going, to have, they're going to have some really good systems in place from a junior development and recruitment point of view, which means it, they're going to be sustainable for years to come. If he does work, which I think he will, well, he'll end up being a long-term coach at the Dragons because of all those those
0: elite pathways that he will implement. So there's been a lot of credit given to Gus Good about the success of the Panthers. Which he deserves. How much of that should go to Hook then? Given what you've just said. There's a lot of people involved out at Penrith that
1: that need to be able to um, receive a badge of honour for what's going on at Penrith at the moment. Now, they haven't won a comp yet, but they're very close to mm. to being one of the most successful teams in a regular season when you look at percentages because yep. we're only playing a 20-round competition. So um, Phil Gould has a, has a lot to do with it from a financial point of view, from a pathway point of view for junior players, embracing the local community. My, ensuring kids that, that grew up in the and played in the Penrith district wanted to play for Penrith because there was a period there where they, they didn't care whether they did or not. They just wanted to play for any NRL yeah. team. But now every kid wants to play for Penrith. Gus, Gus has got a lot to do with that. Anthony Griffin's got a lot to do with that as well because he's very good at nurturing young talent and bringing them through and, and drip feeding them into the NRL. So there's still been a lot of campaigns over the last couple of days, even after he's been appointed as the Dragons coach, saying that who has got to take responsibility for Penrith's apparent success at the moment? Well, there's a lot of people. Mm. Ivan Cleary can take a lot of credit for it. Nathan Cleary can take a lot of credit for it, for being a little bit of the Pied Piper amongst all those young players that he's come through with.
0: Good TikToker.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anthony Griffin, Phil Gould. Yeah, all of them. uh, Jimmy Jones, their junior recruitment officer out there. So there's a lot lot of people. Assistant coach. Absolutely. Trent Barrett's got to take a look. So there's not one person. Yeah. But Anthony Griffin, I think, he's a a good signing. I think he would have learned a fair bit from his last two tenures.
0: All right. I see Johnston signs with the Rabbitohs. Knocks back more money for Melbourne. And knocks back Melbourne. The reason he gave was uncertainty around COVID. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. You know, it's
1: it's unfortunate for Melbourne. They're losing Suli Arcee and also Josh Adokar. Um, they get Ricky Letelli in, which is a really good sign. They're a good winger and a kid by the name of Lumi Lumi. Mm. He's no Josh Adokar of Vunivalu, but Johnston would have been a real crucial signing for them. And not many players knock back Melbourne. And no,
0: that's not, that's the not many players thing. get offered more money than they're on currently. By Melbourne. Yeah, he's taken a big pay cut to stay at South, and he wanted to stay at South. I love to be the one, one club player. There's two parts of me with this, Jace. The first one is
1: I love that he's going to play at the Rabbits, and he may end up being a one club man, and we want to see more of that in the so. game. I'm
0: a big fan of him.
1: Oh, he's a terrific player. But there's also a part of me that says, Is this kid going to retire from rugby league and think I've given up X amount of dollars? That I can't utilize now, and there's part of me that says that Alex Johnston deserves to be paid what he's worth on the open market. Which, if he goes to the open market like he was, um, and if it was any different other times, other than COVID and everything was a free for all, yeah, he's a he's a five to six hundred thousand dollar player.
0: Yeah, but let's flip it on its head. Isn't it refreshing? It is to have a player who goes. I love the club. I want to stay at South. I'll take that money and. He's resigned to the fact that he's going to have to play wing. Yeah. Because Luttrell's going to play fullback. So yeah. maybe for his peace of mind. I it, was I was cursing him last night when he dropped that ball with the open try line. I can't believe it. One of the most <laughs> prolific try scores we've seen in the modern era. <laughs> Thursday night, I mean, yeah, bang. Here's the ball. Just run across the line. It, it would have been the easiest try he's <laughs> ever scored.
1: Now, this is a guy that won a comp in 2014 and as a 19-year-old who won the try scoring list I
0: couldn't believe it.
1: that year. During our call on NRL Nation, there was this stony silence for about three seconds. It was like... Who is that? It was disbelief.
0: Did, did we Mate, just see what we thought we saw? I was choking on my bastache. I can't believe he got such an easy pass and he just dropped it cold. Unbelievable. Two he had his, out. He had his hands on his head before he even got to the trial. The funny
1: thing about it is that the man who passed the ball to him, Campbell Graham, who was seven foot six. Yes. He actually ended up over the try line how's after he gone? passed the ball. How's so he, he he's
0: gone? got to take a bit of blame as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> he, he certainly does. Well, he blew that one. Well done, uh, Johnston, for staying at the Rabbits.
2: It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview.
0: Yeah, let's get into our Friday night preview here on Off The Bench. Thanks to Bob Jane T-Mart's Get Up To $100 Instant Cash Back on Bridgestone and Yokohama Ties. Bobjane.com.au. Panthers versus Eels. What is it? One versus three. One versus three, yeah. Tonight. What a game. Panther Stadium. It's the Battle of the Ugg Boots. (laughs) saw plenty of those in my day. Oh, you would have.
1: In nightclubs, no Mm. doubt. It is such a shame we're not having crowds back at full crowds back at the game because Penrith Stadium would be bursting at the seams with this game. Uh, it'd be Friday night lights. It would be all cars headed towards uh, Penrith Stadium and the club itself. The club itself would be hemming at the seams if this game was played at Penrith uh, with full crowds. Uh, I remember playing Parramatta Eels in the final game of the 2003 season. Uh, we won the minor premiership. They had to win to make eighth position. Penrith Stadium held 24,000 people. There was 26,500 at the game. It was frightening, the amount of people that were yeah, in that stadium. Wow. It's it's always been such a great rivalry, Jase. Uh, now, this is the 100th clash between both clubs. Penrith came in the comp nineteen sixty seven. 1967. Uh, Parramatta back in 1947, I think it was. But uh, this is the 100th game. Eels, 58 wins. Panthers, 40 wins and one draw. Uh, this has the makings of being the game of the season. This is the game the Penrith Panthers need to get the monkey off their back because Parramatta beat them back in round five, I think it was.
0: It's straight after COVID, wasn't it? We came back from yeah, COVID, yeah, sort of two yeah, or three games yeah, in. Yeah.
1: And then um, the Parramatta Eels, they need this game, Jace, to get them back on the horse because everyone's been questioning their ability to play against the highly ranked sides. Everyone's been questioning their toughness. Their courage in the in the heat of the battle, and that's not all their players, only some of them, some key players. Regan Campbell Gillard, who left Penrith at the end of last year, has admitted publicly that he threw in the towel and didn't care in the end, which I think is a real window to the soul of a player. And if I was playing for Penrith against Regan Campbell Gillard tonight and I've read those now comments, I'm going I'm going straight for him tonight. Yeah, I'm going straight I'm, I'm for the jugular. Tr- I'm trying to break his will. And if you break his will, I think a lot of the team crumble around him. So it's a big test for Regan Campbell-Gillard as well. He he has to get the monkey off his back as well for a lot of people who, when he started the season so well, has found he's gone into a bit of a lull. So he needs to be able to answer a few critics himself, Regan Campbell-Gillard, tonight. Now, their hooker, Reid Marnie, who was named, he's out. Uh, Ray Stone goes into the hooking position. So straight away, they're behind the eight ball. Uh, they've lost Dylan Brown. They're very skillful young. five has a year, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Jay Field yeah. is their um, is their five eight. Not the same player. Still very quick. Could be going to
0: England too. Yeah, Jay Field. Yeah. Oh, he would kill it over there. He'd Absolutely. be a superstar over yeah. there. Yeah.
1: For mine, Penrith Panthers, they win this game. You look at their players, and the amount of players that have played nearly all the games this year are all key players in the side. When we won the comp, our fullback played every game our five, eight, and half-back played every game, and our hooker only missed one game all season. You so your key positions, you need them to play Small a lot one, of footy. Yep. So, uh, and so the Penrith Panthers at the moment, they're the ones that are a little bit more streamlined. And the, the battle, the matchup, I'm really looking forward to, Stephen Crichton, the very young, exciting centre-up against Wanga Blake, the former Penrith Center they play on the same side Wonga bake Blake gave him an absolute bath the last time they met in round five he did too. He's still got his handprint on his chest <laughs> uh, Steve Crichton
0: so that's a really big matchup that one righty um if the Panthers win uh there'll be thirteen consecutive wins uh only the fourth team in the NRL era to do so if I who the other ones would be Melbourne would be one bulldogs bulldogs two thousand and two That was. roosters just... no um
1: Sharks were in 2016 when they won the comp. Bulldogs. Bulldogs, 2002.
0: And Melbourne was it the Storm? Melbourne have. So sure that's it. Other. That's it. Well, they'll be the fourth. Yep. Okay. Andrew, so, so there you go. It's you know, well, good company. It is good company. And
1: you know, they've lost one game and drawn one this year. That was mm. against Newcastle in, in Golden Point. The, the biggest concern for Parramatta, well, is they're coming off a five-day turnaround. Mm. They played last week against the Warriors. Just got away with that game. It was a real physical battle.
0: And You saw South come off a six-day turnaround against the storm, yep. and look how they faded. Yep. So yeah. it does it with with the I guess with the pace of the game now, Sats. It really does have an impact.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it does. Uh, now the key player for the Parramatta Eels, as he as he always is, he always leads leads from the front. Is uh, Nathan Brown. So Isaiah Yo, who's opposite number thirteen for whoa, the whoa, whoa, Panthers, whoa. he's back. Yeah. So. Um, He's a key player back for the Panthers. I think he's the spiritual leader that
0: they were missing over yep. the last few weeks. Yeah, righty go. There you have it. Oh, Panthers to win by how much? Panthers by four. So it's going to be close? I think it will be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I think it will be. There you go. The Battle of the Uggboots uh, tonight at Panthers Stadium. This is Off the Bench. Thanks to our great mates at Bob Jane t marts This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off The Bench for Bob Jane t Tyre and Wheel Specialists.
2: On Off The Bench, a Thursday night NRL review.
0: Yeah, Thursday nights, uh, the Rabbitohs 26 uh, beat the Tigers uh, 24. And one of the highlights from the game, Sats, was the second-half try from Luke Brooks. Striking. Yeah, almost no doubt is there. Here's Marshall taking off. And, well... P- put a little kick in there. It's with Nofaluma on the last. He puts in another kick for Luke Brooks, who's coming out after it. Oh, his knee what a Picks try. it up, scores! Out of absolutely nothing! Stop the it! The little kick in the lead-up, And then what about that? The second kick, and coming out after it was Luke Brooks. What a skillful play from Nofaluma. Hit the knee of Brooks. He regathered, put it down, and scored. We're going to go to the... Yeah, there you go. The second-half try from uh, Luke Brooks last night. Um, Great got- tries across the entire game. Yeah.
1: Tries from 40, 50 metres out from the try line. Instead of seeing them, you know, one pass, Luke Garner did. He just falls over the line. The others had a lot of skill, a lot of speed, mm. a lot of focus involved. Yeah, that was a really good try. That was just out of the box. It was Benji Brilliant with a flick pass and, and – um, yeah, really good.
0: Uh, a really good chase by Luke Brooks. The South skipped out to a twenty-nil lead, and I go, "Well, here we go. What's going to What's going to happen here? In fact, they scored tries off back-to-back sixes, mm. um, and then West Tigers, to their credit, hit back. late. got to it was twenty to twelve at half time. They got to within, uh, and then South uh, went out to 26-12, and then the Tigers came back. Um, I guess from a point of view, uh, if you're Madge, um, you'd have to be pretty happy with the performance of the West Tigers, although disappointed with the start? Well, they
1: showed that they were willing to, to roll their sleeves up and get back into the battle and not concede when it was 20 points to nil after Campbell Ground's try, the third try of the match. When there was 20-nil, you thought, oh, this is just going to be a matter yeah. of how much. Have the Tigers players, have they thrown their toys out of the cot and they're just waiting for the end of the season? But they were, you know, they had a fair bit of adversity in front of them. They were... Sh- Resilient to the way that they responded, so I think Michael Maguire'd be really disappointed that they they gave away those twenty points early on. But he's still sorting out the wheat from the chaff in that group, mm. and so it's those sort of games that he can sit back and he can watch the game again and pick out little effort areas where he believes that players truly want to be part of what he's trying to achieve. So to get back to twenty to twelve, they scored a try through Garner. Uh, Tommy Talau scored just before half time. Uh, to make it twenty to twelve, and Adam Dewey kicked the goal. Well, then we knew it was going to be game on. The West Tigers didn't want half time. No, they gathered momentum, but when half time hit South Sydney, when they came out, they were able to extend the lead to twenty six twelve. And it's sort of that that first fifteen minutes really took it out of the West Tigers. The amount of um, work they had to do defensively.
0: Um, what did you think of Benji's performance? Outstanding.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good, solid. Yeah, his uh, his try, his pass to Kapua the young left winger, where he tried it five minutes earlier. He threw the nice little cutout pass. He knew that Dane Gagai was going to come out of his wing, which is a trademark of his. And he teased him and he threw that beautiful flat pass and Kapoa was too deep. Mm. So it's like Benji's gone and had a word to him and said, mate, I just need you probably four steps up. And that one hits you on the chest. Tries it again Comes off with a try. Yep. Um, there was another the flick pass up to the the Brooks try for for David Nofaluma. He had a really good pass also to Tommy Talau. Yep. They scored just before half time. He was outstanding, Benji. He was vintage Benji. He was vintage Benji. Also with about two or three minutes to go, when he grubbed on the second tackle, grab it on the grub it on the second tackle to try and get a repeat set or best case a try. Yeah. And it went over the dead ball line. He put too much weight on it. He was. Yeah, you know, he was, was just shame over. He was distressed after the game about the decision he made, yeah. but you know why that's why we love Benji because right. on so many occasions that has worked out. But because Tigers fans are hurting at the moment mm. and not going to play finals this year, it sort of it's highlighted a little bit more. He shouldn't be judged on his game based on that one kick.
0: I think the uh the game against the Melbourne Storm mm-hmm. the, Six days earlier really took its toll on South. It
1: always does. Whenever you play in Melbourne the following week, really physically, it yeah. takes it out of you. And
0: that was one of the most physical games I've mm. seen all year. Um, so, South were fine for the first 25, 30 minutes. And then after that, you could see their legs, they just stopped. They were standing around and, and, and they weren't helped by a poor game. Oh, well, an average game from Reynolds. Walker again, though, very strong. Walk out a hand in all four tries. Outstanding. It was four tries apiece. Yeah. It was just Adam Reynolds kicking yeah. that was the difference. His kicking game in general play last night it was poor.
1: Yeah, well, it started off good, but then, yeah, yeah it got, got poor as the game progressed. And you're right, he didn't have that same – he had a hand in um, the try, to, uh, the second try to Campbell Graham where he drifted across the field and he sort of showed it inside and he delivered a nice pass to, um, to the right centre. And – So he had some really good touches, but it wasn't the same control that we normally see. What I did love about South last night, Jace, or on Thursday night, Jace, was the way that Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, they linked up throughout the game. It wasn't half one side, five out the other side. Seven and six were passing to each other. And when you do that, I've never understood why you want to split the two most dangerous players in your side with the ball in hand. So um, in the end, a little bit too, uh, too... the start was too good for South. 26 24 victory to the Rabbitohs. That puts them up to fifth position mm. at the moment until other games are played over the weekend. But I still think they're going to be dangerous in the finals.
0: I hope so. And they'll get a good break now. I don't think they play till next Friday or something like that. Um,. South Swinger Dane Gagai and West Tigers halfback Luke Brooks are facing too much bans after being charged for striking during the melee involving players from both teams. Do you know how's that? How was that, right, right, Hawk? Do you know what from Brooks? Because no one's actually been
1: injured, I can sit back and say, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of rugby league fans, it was really good to see a player throw a punch. I've forgotten what it was. Exactly. And the reason why he connected so cleanly is because no one expects you to throw a punch, punch anymore. But Dane Gagai, they, he got Sinbin first. People were saying, hang on a sec. Luke Brooks struck Dane Gagai. Luke Brooks got 10 minutes, and so did Dane Gagai, yet West Tigers got the penalty. That was well, me saying that, the, mate. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. The penalty was already given to the West Tigers. Yeah, but it should be reversed. Can't We can't really reverse can't penalty under specific – It's under.
0: Extra so circumstances. If, if I if I slapped you in the face, which is what Gagai did, yep. then I shot you, you still get the penalty. Exactly. Even though you've shot me. Yep. Right. Because you've done something
1: <laughs> to force him to slap you. But yeah, it was interesting that Dane Gagai got bin. didn't didn't slap Well, him Punch. It, it's funny because he, he more or less open-hand palmed Luke Brooks, and then threw the ball at him and hit him in the head, and that's where Luke Brooks reacted. Now, I might say I like what Luke Brooks, the way that he reacted, because Luke Brooks has always been this player that has really just been safe inside his bubble, pardon the pun, in the current circumstances. But I like the way that he reacted because he reacted in a really aggressive way. Um, No one was was injured. I think he'll get a couple of weeks for striking. I don't think Dane Gaggoy could be classed as a strike
0: well, is yeah. Who he has knows? been
1: he has been yeah, cited and charged. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's debatable whether his is actually a a strike.
0: You'd be very unlucky if you cop a suspension for slapping. You should. It'd be embarrassing. Actually, as no. Well. You should be, should be. <laughs> you should be suspended for slapping. Absolutely <laughs> out for the season. This is off the bench. This is off the bench for Bob Jane Teamarts tire and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off The Bench for Bob Jane t Marks, tyre and wheel specialists.
2: Who gets a mention in our Off The Bench Performance of the Week?
0: Yes, it is that time to do our Performance of the Week. Uh, Coming up real soon, by the way, we'll catch up with uh, Jonathan Thurston, the great JT. Who gets your Performance of the Week, Sats? My
1: Performance of the Week is um, Tim Zhu. After that victory against Jeff Horn, we've learned over the last couple of days that he looks as though that he is going to get a world title fight in Australia mm. against the current WBO world title holder. His name is Patrick um, Texara, who is a Brazilian boxer fighting out of out of America. So um, if Tim Zhu gets that opportunity in Australia, he will ice this guy. Will he? Yeah, just the two styles without going into
0: too much detail. He'll ice this, this Patrick Texera. So similar to his old man, having a crack at a world title fight. I've been 25.
1: watching a lot of Costa Zoo fights over the last three or four yeah. days. and yeah. It's
0: it's uncanny how much they are alike. But even how their career's going. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, my performance of the week uh, was Thursday night. Tom Burgess and his little um, grubby <laughs> kick into the in-goal area. Mate, is there something Tom Burgess can't do? It
1: was the most awkward-looking kick it ever. It was
0: horrible. The drop. See, it, it almost fell onto his foot. <laughs> And he's kicked it through. I'm sitting there with a with a 4X gold and a handful of pistachios, and I'm cheering for him. He got another set of six. I oh, know. He chased it through and came yeah, up with it. He did. But Andrew Johns was asked during the Channel 9 call what he thought of that kick, and he said, yuck. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll tell you another performance of the week. Prickler. Anthony
0: Seabold. Oh, yes. It's been revealed that he got a
1: $1.6 million payout, Yeah. which he deserves because yeah. he yeah. signed the contract. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a
0: big performance. It was at 1.6. Mm. He was seen at a coffee shop in Brisbane during the week having a breakfast with some Brisbane Broncos staffers. So he's still got a good relationship. Oh, though. yeah, I've got no doubt. Do you Is reckon he... he would have shouted? Oh, he should. He's in a, he's a,
1: Actually, a, he's a really remarkable guy when you meet him, Anthony C. Yeah, right. yeah. Unfortunately, we get these perceptions around coaches based on their coaching as opposed to their actual personality. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, the
0: Saturday Outlook, quickly, if you really love cars, then Auto 1's the one. You're looking forward to the NFL this week, are oh, not you? Uh, Packers at 3 a.m. Monday morning, yep. and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers
1: versus the uh, New Orleans Saints. And the reason why I'm looking forward to that is because Tom Brady has left the Patriots. No one ever thought it would happen. Yeah. He's playing with the Buccaneers, so they're playing at 6.25.
0: Yeah, nice. Can't wait. Great. great weekend of horse racing this weekend, too. I'm
1: trying As... to work out whether the
0: crowd in the NFL... No, it's not. There's no crowd, mate. So that's di- they're digital. It's all digital. How good is and that? And they've got the sound effects of the crowd. That's, that's great. I was looking forward to cardboard cutouts so we could send our picture together, just arm and arm. Send Me along. and my Packers jersey? Yeah, me and my Dallas Cowboys Ten. hat. Oh. And my Jared Haynes San Francisco 49ers <laughs> jumper. Did you buy one of those? Yeah, I got sucked into it. 200 bucks. <laughs> You want it off me? 20 bucks. You're a sucker. 10 bucks. I'll sell it to you for 10 bucks. Um, our interview of the week, uh, during the week we had the, uh, the chance to catch up with the great JT and uh, you put him under under the pump, under the spotlight at the end where you ask him five really interesting questions. Uh, here's how it went.
3: Sats is going to have a little quiz for you in a moment, JT. We've got a couple of quick ones I want to run by. Uh, a hot topic tonight we're talking about, short answer, should Wayne Bennett be the Queensland origin coach if Kevy gets the Broncos role? Did you be happy to see that happen?
2: Um, Yeah, look, you know he's the most experienced coach out there, um, so no doubt he'd do a wonderful job. um, You know, I'm sure uh, Paul Green will have uh, something to say about that as well. Mm. Uh, Being coached by by Greeny and knows know what he brings to the table. Got a great relationship with Greeny, and um, you know if he throws his hat in the ring for the Broncos job uh as well which i'm sure he will and um so yeah look we got a a lot of great coaches out there but i think yeah you know no doubt wayne could could do a job there if he got that
3: Mm. did you catch that uh shoulder charge you see the shoulder charge chad townsend on cailin ponga was it worthy of a of a send-off
2: uh yeah 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 definitely um, you know, we're trying to eradicate that out of the game. Uh, the shoulder charge, there was no intent to wrap his arms around. He's leapt. Um, the whistle had blown also. Um, so he had time mm. to, to pull out of it. And um, he's gone through with it. And, you know, I totally agree with the decision that the the referees made. And we can be very critical at times uh, of the referees, but yeah, fully support the, the, the decision that they made. Um, Pretty critical of the uh, one with the, the Warriors and uh, the, mm. the Parramatta Eels uh, yesterday with that sin bidding. But again, um, you know, they made that decision and that'll be reviewed.
1: Yeah. Now, before we get you go, let you go, really quick uh, five, five questions of how well you know yourself, JT. And just on that new rule about punching, when you slapped Bo Scott that time in the face at marker, you would have got 10 minutes under the new rules. So, <laughs> Okay. Here we go. How well do you know yourself? How many tries did you score in your debut year in 2003?
2: Oh, um,
3: maybe five.
1: Four. Okay. Are you googling oh.
3: yourself, JT, at the moment? An no? extra, okay. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> I'll
1: give you an extra point or bonus point. How many games did you play in your debut year in 'o three? Oh,
2: Maybe 10, eight,
1: fifteen. 8?
2: Oh, okay. 15. Oh! 15,
1: wow. 15. Okay, second question. Uh, when you celebrated kicking the field goal in the grand final, 2015, who was the first teammate you embraced?
2: Uh, Lachlan Cook. Yes, uh, one you point. Want to see, what a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Third question. How many field goals did you kick in your whole career?
2: Oh, what? Um...
1: 20, no, maybe 15. 18. You're so up yourself. You're a bit of like <laughs> 20 or 30 then.
3: Yeah, Jeez, I'm um, close. At 20, 18 out of what? 18, yeah. 18. Would have been, Oregon
1: would have been pretty high percentage. High. Yeah, okay, fourth question. Who played more club, state, and Australian games, you or your good mate Billy Slater?
3: What, in total? In total. Um... Oh.
2: I'd have to say,
1: Billy. You aren't up yourself. See, so you played three hundred and ninety-eight. Billy played three eighty. Okay. So
3: oh, so right. Even if he what? knew that it was him, yeah, he and was, he said you were going to say he's up himself. You're up yourself. So yeah. like, you're okay.
1: <laughs> Last one before you let you go. Your beautiful family, oh, well, four kids. Two,
2: um, yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, so 398. Yeah, now, I see those sorry.
2: Kids
1: names. so you're doing your daughter Charlie, she was born, what, 16th of March 2015. What day was that?
2: That was a
3: Monday.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Oh, there you How go. Was that? Two out of five, but, uh, but that's a bonus question, so it's hey, pretty good. So
3: that would have been after round one or two. Was it like the next day? You play, after the game or something? JT, is there a story there? Yeah, yep. So we,
2: I think we played on a Saturday, and I got a uh, black eye. I got a head knock. So in all the photos, I've got a yeah, I've got a, a, a big big shine. I can hardly open up my eyes. So
3: great stuff. Uh, it was Monday. That's how she'll forever remember you. First time she saw her dad.
2: Yeah. Good stuff.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, J- JT, uh, really appreciate you giving up your time for us, mate. Thanks to uh, NRL Online. Love watching you there. And uh, things are going great with the commentary, everything else, mate. We really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no worries, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane Team tyre
3: and wheel specialist.
0: We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off The Bench for Bob Jane t tyre and wheel specialists.
2: The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips.
0: Yeah, righto, Sats. We've got a lot of time left, mate. Only a couple of minutes here. Let's get into the rest of round 18. Dragons versus Raiders win stadium. Raiders. You I know are neck and neck, aren't we? You and I Oh no, I'm one ahead now because you picked South.
1: Oh you know, yeah. South one South did win, Did you sorry. pick the West Titans? No, 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 I picked South, sorry. You sure? Yeah, carry we on. We are, we are no, it, carry on. we are number one, you and yep.
0: I. Uh Titans versus Broncos, Battle of the M one.
1: I'm gonna take the Broncos. Yeah. I, I thought the Titans during the week, I'm gonna regret it. Why? <sighs> I I I actually can't tell you. Okay. I, I don't know why. I I they've got both for more in the centers, who's a really good young player. But he's coming up against Katoni Stags, who is a first-class centre, and I think that might be the difference.
0: All right, uh, Roosters versus Knights—good game. This, although the Knights resting a lot of players. Yeah, Roosters—I
1: don't like it. There's a I chance don't... that James Tedesco may not play, but um,
0: I still think the Roosters. I don't like the fact the Knights are resting uh, Ponga. I do. Well, Ponga, I understand he got beaten. Mitch Barnett's carrying a sternum injury.
1: Um, Ponga's you know, broken nose. Bit of head carnage last week, so yeah, yeah, right. Doesn't they're
0: going to play finals anyway? Okay. So prime him up, get him ready. Storm versus Cowboys, Sunshine Coast Stadium, Sunday Arvo, and this game I'm looking forward to: the Sharks versus my Warriors, six thirty Sunday night.
1: I'm taking the Warriors. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I think Sharks. No, Chad Townsend. Yes, they've got Sean Johnson back. But Wade Graham's their leader. He's their spiritual leader.
0: And the Warriors have got some great players back this week as yep. well because they had to rest them against Parramatta. Alvaro and Jennings, yeah. yeah so that's a uh, pretty good pickup. All right, mate, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, everybody. Thank you. Uh, this has been Off the Bench with thanks to our great mates at Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Will Specialist. Well, as I said, we'll catch you next week. Enjoy your weekend.